Hey, what's up? This is Brent with the Woodsman Perspective Podcast. I'm sitting in the truck at the gate. Uh, got a few things to do, but I wanted to do a, run a solo podcast and, and video. Uh, it's February, trapping and turkeys are on everyone's mind. We've sort of, the hunting community and habitat world collectively seems to switch gears pretty quick from ducks and deer to turkeys and all things turkeys. Turkeys, predators, turkey habitat which is all good things. And inevitably, we end up with some debate between sort of academic and what I would call the lay people, which I consider myself in the latter camp and the lay people. Uh, and a lot of times it comes down to habitat versus trapping when it comes to predator management for turkeys. And why can't it be both? So uh, I love the data. I love what the Turkey Science Podcast is doing. Uh, <clears throat> I, I I believe them. They're right. Habitat management is a better solution. You can't mitigate you can't mitigate bad habitat with trapping. And you could you could fix your habitat to a point where if you didn't trap, it probably wouldn't hurt anything. So habitat, I think, is the solution. But a lot of us, a lot of people like myself, are hunting ground where I can't manipulate the habitat very much. I can't change the landscape, the timber composition. I can't do a lot of conversion for nesting or brooding habitat. I just can't. Some places I could burn, some places I can't. So I'm hunting either lease, permission, you know, it's just, or club land. So you're limited there. In those instances, trapping may be trapping and not, not shooting all your turkeys. I love both of those in predator management because we're predators too. So if you if you limit the number of turkeys taken by predators, hunters, nest predators, and your coyotes and your bobcats who are predating live turkeys, not just nest. If you manage that, that's, if that's all you can do, I think you should do it. Here's a couple of places where I've gotten hung up before and I feel like I've got a better, <clears throat> I got a, a pretty good handle on it now. I think a lot of people get stuck here on some of the big words. If you look at the really smart people in these circles will tell you compensatory uh, mortality. So it doesn't matter that when, when they say compensatory mortality, and someone will correct me if I'm wrong, but a certain number of these are going to die no matter what you do. There's only so many that make it to adulthood. So there's only so many turkeys of all the nests that get, that get made and the eggs that get laid and get hatched. Only so many, a certain amount of them are going to die. So if you save some of these nests, you're still going to lose a certain number of them. So for me with trapping, the way you offset some of that, the way you mitigate compensatory mortality is if you're going to trap raccoons, if you're going to trap nest predators, if it works, more nests succeeded. So you put more poults on the ground. So you've made a better environment for the coyotes and the bobcats you're going to attract more of them. So if you're trapping raccoons, you better go after coyotes and, and bobcats too because you made a buffet for them. If you're good at trapping raccoons, you're going to, in, you're going to encourage, you're going to create an environment great for bobcats and coyotes. You better do it all. That's my answer to that. Don't just, don't just trap raccoons and think you've done it. Go in there and trap your other predators also. <laughs> so there's compensatory reproduction also. So some species of predators if you knock them all back one year, let's say you do what I just said, you hit the raccoons, then you hit the coyotes and the bobcats. I think coyotes fall into that species where they do, it's proven the data shown that there's compensatory reproduction, where if you, if you wipe out a bunch of them, 
that their reproductive rates will increase basically for the survival of the species. So the answer to that is don't just trap one year and think you're done because you could trap one year, really do well, and the following year or two years down the road where that compensatory reproduction kicks in, you could be in worse shape than you were. <clears throat> like everything in this, in this sphere, whether it's habitat, you know, bow hunting, everything, whatever you do, don't just focus on one thing. I think you've got to do a little bit of it all and you've got to be consistent. Be persistent, be consistent, and do what you can do. And don't poo-poo on the data and the really smart guys because look, go down the list, Bronson Strickland, Mark Slashley, uh, Will Goolsby, Mike Chamberlain, there's some really, really smart people that are disseminating information in a, in a way that the rest of us, again, the lay people, can consume it. And that's a gift, and I'm glad. I'm, I, I love to see that that's popular now. I love to see there's so many platforms, so many outlets where the smart people are sharing the data with us in a way that we can use it. I think that's what we gotta have. <clears throat> but us lay people have gotta, have gotta listen and, and can't be so stubborn because what I've found is if, if the answer seems obvious, then you don't have all the facts. That's for me in my own life and my own, you know, that's more than just hunting. If the answer seems obvious to me, then I've learned that I don't have all the facts. And that's a lot of what we see here. A lot of people tell you it's obvious, just trap more. It's not that simple. Uh, so anyway, if nothing else, maybe this will tee up some good conversation. We'll get a little short. It's Saturday morning. Y'all have a good weekend and uh, rock on.